And we're back with another Happy Hour Express edition of the Stripe Show podcast. You know me, you love me, Samantha Marks, coming at you live from Frederica Golf Club in St. Simons Island, Georgia, actually. Here for a little bit of work trip, here for a little bit of fun. Um, So I thought I'd bring you the podcast live Friday morning. It's not quite happy hour yet, but needed to bring you guys everything you need to know in the game of golf. It's American Express week. Uh, The players went 2,500 miles from Hawaii to California for the ones who did make the trip. Um, Andrew Landry is a defending champion this year. Reminder that John Rahm pulled out, originally not giving a reason, but then later saying that Quote, the truth is I hurt myself in the gym on Friday, taking time off now to be smart. I could play right now, but I don't want to make it worse, he says. So very interesting withdrawal there earlier this week, kind of mystery thing where he was kind of weird, where he wasn't telling anybody what was going on. Now we've got our answer. John Rahm is probably going to be okay. As for the tournament itself, Brandon Hagee leads the way after round one with a fiery eight under 64. Just behind him, Ben on at seven under, a plethora of people on their tails a couple notable notable names to look at brooks kepka shot even ricky fowler shot plus one phil shot plus two and kevin na last week's winner at the sony open opened with a three over 75 funny story about that we were talking about it at dinner last night my parents used to joke and say when i would be playing in a tournament and i'd hit a really bad shot follow it up by a really good shot they'd look at me and go same girl that's what you got to think about Kevin Na. Same guy who absolutely owned the Sony Open field down the stretch last week, opens with a three over 75. And if that does not describe the game of golf, I don't know what does. So here's Happy Hour Express today. We're going to bring you everything you need to know from the week of golf in somewhere between 10 and 20 minutes. I like to give myself a little grace there, but um, just wanted to bring you... Um, A little short snippet into the week of golf in case you don't have Twitter or have not been looking at any social media. We're going to give you everything you need to know. Here's where we're going to go today. In no particular order, we're going to talk about Tiger Woods announcing he had his fifth back surgery earlier this week. We're going to talk about a little bit about the HBO Tiger documentary. We're going to talk about Ralph Lauren dropping JT. We're going to talk about Bryson's quote finally on his mystery master's illness that he finally opened up about. Kevin Kisner had the quote of the week. I'll tell you what it was. And then we'll get a little bit into the mailbag. So we'll get right into it here. Three days ago, Tiger dropped a bomb announcing he underwent another minor back surgery. That makes five total. Um, A microdisectomy is what he said he had. He had his procedure. And I don't know, something about a herniated disc touching the nerve. It sounds... I don't know. Sounds scary. I don't like surgeries or knives. And I think Tiger's a little bit used to them, but the best part of it, not that there is a silver lining, but the best part is Rory was asked about it in Dubai and he kind of spilled the tea on Tiger, which I don't know if he was supposed to say this or allowed to say this, but Rory says, and this is from Ryan Lavner at Golf Channel, Rory says in Dubai, Tiger underwent back surgery December 23rd and was, quote, back on his feet the next day. He added that Tiger should be back for the Masters, if not before. Rory says, I think he'll be just fine. So that's definitely um, a positive. You know, it's never good when Tiger springs something upon us like that. But I, what would make me think that it's almost a month later now and he's just now saying something that maybe it isn't as big of a deal um, as we would like to make it out to be. But he is getting old. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that he is getting a little old and those surgeries. I mean, they, they're, they take a lot of toll on your body as an athlete, but let alone being, what is he? 43 years old now going right off of that. I finally got a chance to watch the HBO tiger documentary. 
The first part was basically just an Earl slam piece on his dad and his upbringing um, and how he was kind of engineered or I don't want to use the word forced because I don't feel like we saw everything, but he was very much bred into being who he was. And Earl said a lot of, in my opinion, kind of creepy things about how he knew that Tiger was going to change the world and all this stuff when he was like five years old. So I understand that you can have those, those thoughts and hopes and aspirations for your kids, but it just seemed a little bit strange to me, um, their relationship and, I think the the second part was all about his downfall. So it kind of went like the documentary kind of went up like this. He's growing up, he's growing up. And then boom, down to the bottom when he had, you know, the scandal went on with the, the Perkins girls and the Rachel Yucatels and the Vegas trips with Jordan and Barkley. And, and I think overall the documentary, if you truly are a golf fan, the documentary didn't tell us anything we don't already know apart from maybe some, you know, less than want to knowable details about his affairs with um, the Perkins girl and Rachel Yucatel. Um, I think my favorite part of the documentary was when Rachel Yucatel said that all she's known for now is being Tiger Woods' mistress, and it's been the tragedy of her life. Let's sit on that for a second, because I think you could be you could be known as a lot worse things than being Tiger Woods' mistress, and to me, she seems a little ungrateful. You know, like she put herself in this situation. She is now good at getting on camera, getting paid God knows what. And now she's all of a sudden so ungrateful for her time with Tiger and that people like to talk to her about it and, and point it out. And maybe don't make decisions like that if you don't want to be called things like that. Let's leave it at that. Um, moving on, getting right along here, express version of the happy hour stripe show. We've got Ralph Lauren announced that they dropped JT. Um, he dropped a homophobic slur on camera at the Century TOC last week and two weeks ago, sorry. And it was caught on camera. It was caught on microphone. And the problem is, in my opinion, now that there's no fans, right, you can hear and you can see a lot more. And I'm not saying I'm not, don't get this wrong. I'm not defending what JT said. I still don't think he should have said it. Um, however, the PGA tour and, and the way that they film things is putting these players at risk of, you know, being exposed like this. And yes, I understand that JT shouldn't have said it. I completely understand it. But then I look back at a conversation that Travis Fulton had with Froggy, right. From Elvis Duran in the morning show. And Froggy made a really good point. You would never mic up the NFL, right? Or if you did, you wouldn't do it live. You would for sure have it taped a little bit to give them a little grace for if they did say something unwanted that they wouldn't want people to know. And I understand it's a morale issue. You shouldn't be having those words in your vocabulary to begin with. I totally get that. And I'm not saying that it's okay to say or any of these slurs are okay to say. I, I completely agree. It was the wrong thing to do. But I'm just going to keep reiterating what Froggy said that was so important and intelligent is we are now in a cancel culture where it's black or white, literally. It's if you say you're sorry, it's not enough, right? JT owned up to what he did. He apologized, and it wasn't enough. Um, Ralph Lauren kind of still left the door open for, for partnerships in the future, but I just feel like that Travis and I talked about it a little bit um, a couple days ago and that Ralph Lauren could have handled it a little bit differently and looked at it as an, excuse me, an opportunity to grow for Justin Thomas kind of under Ralph Lauren's wing and, 
as I said, they left it a little bit open-ended. So I don't think that their partnership is done forever. Um, but I think that Ralph Lauren felt a little bit backed into a corner with it. So Justin Thomas was saw wearing Peter Millar out in Abu Dhabi, which is where he is this week in Dubai. That's all I'm going to say on that. If you want some really good insight on that and you're more interested in the topic, Froggy's podcast with Travis Fulton, I believe it was uh, on Monday. Um, that's a really great one. Some good insight there. Moving on. Up next, Bryson's Mystery Health issue at the masters you guys remember this when he was like dancing around the topic of oh my you know some weird health issues going on i'm getting a lot of tests done all right well we got the answer let me pull up his quote here he's talking about it now and he says that it's dirty weight gain okay so i'm like okay what even does that mean um but we know that he drinks like 58 million protein shakes a day um so I don't even know what this means. So I'm just going to read you exactly what he says. This is from Bryson DeChambeau this week. Quote, I actually went to multiple doctors, multiple people trying to find out what this was. I got a bunch of MRIs, went to an inner ear doctor, eye tests, eye pressure, ear pressure, even did an ultrasound on my heart, neck, and to see the blood flow and how things were moving through the different areas of my body. Everything came back really, really well. The one thing I will tell you is I've done a lot of brain training with NeuroPeak and the frontal lobe of my brain was working really, really hard. And that's what gave me some weird symptoms like crazy overworking. So as I started to relax my brain a little bit and get into a more comfortable situation and got on a really good sleep schedule routine, a lot of these symptoms went away and they came back every once in a while. But as I do a lot of breathing, it goes away and that's really what I'm focused on trying to do. Here's where it gets good. This is Bryson DeChambeau, quote, I'm really working on gut health right now. I think there could be something there. We've registered some pretty good inflammation in the stomach just from the massive changes I've made this past year. When you're trying to change anything, you're always going to have something on the back end happen that may or may not be good for you. As of right now, it wasn't really great for me and my stomach, but I'm working out how I can figure out how to optimize it to the best I possibly can. So you could say it was a dirty weight gain bulk. I've started to lean out over the past month, still trying to have strength gains while maintaining good muscle mass. That's what I'm trying to develop is a lot of power now. It's going to come through eating well, eating right, and feeding my body with the right sources to make sure this head stuff doesn't ever come back. Um, so yeah, I pretty much have no idea what that means. Um, <laughs> and I just thought it was funny and that I would read it to you because we finally got some answers. Um, from Bryson's mystery master's um, illness. Up next, we have Kevin Kisner with the quote of the week. This was early this week. Um, Kevin Kisner is in a press conference, and I, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you where it was. I would assume maybe it's out at um, the American Express. The reporter goes, You can win anywhere, can't you? Kevin Kisner goes, Probably not. The reporter says, Then why show up? Kevin Kisner says, Because they give away a lot of money for 20th. <laughs> And that was one of the best things I've heard in a while because I know Kevin Kisner as, you know, he went through a streak where he was playing really well, but as of late, he's just kind of there, you know, but you can, I mean, there's people on tour all the time who make a lot of money winning, you know, coming in 20th, 30th place consistently, if they can be consistently pretty average for a tour player. So I thought that that was pretty funny. We've got some mailbag questions here. Um, thank you guys for sending them in on Instagram. Do feel free to send me anything throughout the week and I will put it in my lineup. Jimmy Styles asked lowest all time round. I shot 65 once in a tournament uh, out in Texas. 
Um, I don't really keep score anymore because I don't find it to be super fun. I just like to go out and have fun. And if I hit a bad shot, I'm going to drop another one and, and keep hitting until I hit a good one. So golf is all about fun for me now. And I, I don't take it as seriously, which is what keeps me coming back. So, um, if you're going through a, a, a slump or, or you're struggling with your time on the course, try to just not keep score. Don't care. Um, I know it's hard, but that's really kind of what's kept me in the game for now. We have go-to Starbucks order. So I have a few Starbucks orders. This is a great question. Starbucks queen. Um, I'm also really into local coffee shops. I like supporting local. I like, um, you know, going to the boutique coffee shops anywhere that I go, anywhere that I travel. Um, as far as Starbucks order, I like their nitro sweet cream cold brew um, with two pumps of vanilla. It's a good one. Um, so we'll leave, we'll leave it at that before we get into all of my... Um, Starbucks order. Somebody asked what's in the bag. I've got the new TaylorMade P790 irons, Mitsubishi MMT shafts. I've got some old TaylorMade hybrid and, and woods. I need to get some new, some new. And then I've got the new TaylorMade Sim driver. I've um, got some old wedges, which I'm about to get some new Cleveland's. So that'll be super awesome. And then I've got um, my new Cleveland frontline putter, which I'm obsessed with you guys. I played yesterday here at Frederica and I'm not kidding you. I have never felt more comfortable over the ball. I've been playing competitively for 20 years and I don't know what happened. I walked into PGA tour superstore and I held it. And I, I can't tell you the last time I bought a putter off the rack. I cannot tell you the last time I did that. I don't, yeah, I don't even know if I ever have. And I saw it and I was like, I don't care. I have to have it. So we are buckets only from now on. Somebody said, can we talk about how the workday commercials are the absolute worst? And they are, um, but they do make me laugh. Um, someone said, have I ever been involved in a physical altercation or witnessed one on the golf course? I have not. Short answer there. My old teammate, Summer Rochelle, said, if there was a documentary similar to the one about Tiger of a female golfer, who would it be about? And I've been thinking about this since, since Summer sent this question in. I would say that it would, for me growing up and, you know, when I was watching golf and when I was growing up, I would say that it would be probably Annika Sorenstam because she was so dominant in that era when I was growing up, right? Um, and somebody chimed in underneath and said, Beth Daniel, I'd love to hear her thoughts on making nine birdies in a row. So that's a really good one too. I'm trying to think. I'm just thinking I'm, I'm very biased as to who I was watching growing up. You know, obviously there were some incredible golfers back in the day before I started, you know, before I was born, before I started watching golf. And so for me, if I was to pick, I would say Annika. Someone says, tell us how great that Cleveland putter is. It's amazing. And um, somebody asked for a picture of my cat. So there you go. He is the cutest thing that has ever lived. And that's all I have for you today, guys. Happy Hour Express. We're right at about 15 minutes, and I hope that this brought you everything you needed to know in the game of golf. We've got California golf this week, so we've got um, – I'm on the East Coast here, so we've got a little bit of a time difference, which we did have in Hawaii as well. So um, it's been fun chatting with you guys, and continue to feel free to send in your questions and topics you want me to cover. I tried to cover everything that anybody sent, but um, I just try to kind of recap the week in a very quick and short way because for me, when I see an hour or two-hour long podcast, I'm not too uh, too interested in listening to those 
it has to be a really good topic to reel me in. So I try to keep these short. That way you can listen to them on the way to the grocery store, on the way to dinner, on the way to work. So I really hope that you guys are enjoying this and feel free to give me any feedback. I'd love to hear it. Um, again, I'm coming at you live from Frederica and St. Simon Islands. It's beautiful up here. Not really right now, it's raining, but overall St. Simon Islands and Sea Island area is gorgeous. And um, I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. So I will see you soon. And for now, Hey, have a great Friday and a safe weekend and drink a margarita for me, will ya? Let's take a second to talk about the guys and girls over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation of having the most cutting edge technology in their golf balls that the industry has seen in quite some time. Their team in Buffalo, New York is changing the script of golf technology through the perimeter weighted designs, use of high density particles, and even a nano transitional layer in their latest creation, which offers players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course and extreme velocity off the tee. They already have their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, but the new Vero X1 is the highest performance ball to date with their full suit of golf balls. They are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com slash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast.